What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ, and it's time for After Hour Tea. Welcome back, everybody, to After Hour Tea. Today, I am starting off with Beverly Hills, I guess. I have some tea regarding Andy Cohen and how he shaded Dana and Danielle over the Erica Girardi Hulu documentary appearance. So Andy is questioning former Real Housewives of Beverly Hills friend Dana and Real Housewives of New Jersey alum um, Daniel Staub. They were asked to weigh in on Erica and Tom's legal drama in the ABC News special The Housewife and the Hustler. If you have not yet watched it, please do yourself a favor and go watch that because there's a lot of information in the documentary and I think it's worth watching. So in the Hulu documentary, experts questioned how much Erica knew about the allegations that the... um, Uh, that the attorney Tom Girardi stole money from his clients. Um, So Andy is um, talking on his XM radio station, Andy Cohen Live, and says that, I will say the idea that Danielle Staub and Dana Wilkie are the experts in this documentary about Erica is questionable at best. So I kind of realized I wasn't going to learn anything new from them about Erica. The Tom Girardi stories continue to be deeply disturbing, and we have to see how this plays out. Um, He also assured that the documentary would likely not jeopardize Erica's uh, future on Beverly Hills. He said, I don't think that documentary will affect her future on the show. Following Andy's comments and shade towards Dana and Danielle, Dana actually clapped back and revealed why she was asked to share her thoughts on the controversial legal scandal. She said, "Um, so I just got a call from my friend and I guess Andy just went on Radio Andy and said that Erica is not being fired. I don't know, like, I don't think anyone thought that Andy would fire Erica because, you know, he wants to make money off her. What is really interesting is he said that I wasn't a credible source. And I have just one thing to say to that, Andy, and that is why don't, and that is why don't you listen to my podcast? I'm probably more credible than you at this point. In the caption of the post, Dana continued to throw shade at Andy and said, I have this to say at Radio Andy SXM, don't take out your anger on me because at ABC Network beat you to the punch. It's petty. Dana then went to Twitter to fire back at the haters who slammed her appearance on the documentary. She shared a clip along with the list as to why she's a credible expert to be asked to weigh in on Erica's legal scandal. So her list includes the following. One, interviewed Jay Edelson, Matt Hamilton, and Ronald Richardson on the podcast. Broke the story about Erica leaving Tom. Spoke to several victims of Tom. Posted and explained all pertinent legal filings and Tom's evil voice messages to victims from the beginning. Uh, she's a gossip, gossip expert and ABC producer fan of dishing is ABC producer is a fan of dishing drama with Dana. So I don't know. I personally think that she wasn't that much of a non-reliable source to speak about. I mean, she does, she's very much involved in the community. Obviously she's a Bravo reject, but, um, I mean, all tea, no shade, but, um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, I mean, Andy's just, I mean, he's Bravo, so it's, he can't really, Danielle's, he didn't really get into Danielle, but I think Danielle's appearance on the documentary was even more bizarre. Clearly she just needed the money because I feel like she knows nothing about Erica. So that's, there's that. Moving on from that, I have an update on more legal stuff, legal drama with the Girardi case. So Erica and her now ex-husband Tom have been slapped with a new lawsuit, according to court documents obtained by Radar Online. Um, 
both of them are being sued by the law office of Philip R. Sheldon and the law firm of Robert P. Finn. The lawyers were originally only going after Tom, but have now added Erica. Uh, The suit accuses the defendants of breach of contract and fraud. The lawyers who are suing say they referred thousands of cases to Girardi and his law firm, pursuant to an agreement to share in the attorney's fees paid when the case is settled. The two lawyers suing are both seniors who devoted the twilight years of their careers to working on these cases, with the promise and expectation that they would have the resources necessary to retire once Girardi paid them for the services they performed. So in the lawsuit, the lawyers accused Girardi of hiding money owed to them and refusing to pay up per their deal. Instead, they believe Girardi embezzled and redirected the funds to the family members, friends, partners, lenders, and creditors, and used the money to fund outrageously lavish lifestyles for himself and his wife, Erica. They do believe um, to avoid paying plaintiffs the amounts owed, Girardi and his firm loaned millions of dollars to Erica and then filed a sham divorce to fraudulently keep the money from plaintiffs and other vulnerable victims. The suit is seeking nearly $5 million in damages. So that is the latest, and I don't really need to comment on that, but I'm just letting you guys know uh, what's going on with all of that. (laughs) So that's actually all I have for Beverly Hills this week that I want to share. I'm going to move over to Dallas because I have some exciting hopefully exciting um, details that have emerged about the upcoming sixth season casting. So a Twitter fan page called Housewives of DTX is spilling major tea about the upcoming season. So on June 7th, um, the page tweeted that the series began test filming and revealed that two veteran cast members were returning for season six. They tweeted, let the test filming begin. Followed by uh, when asked, or I'm sorry, when asked which returning cast members are returning, um, they said both of the veterans are back. And when asked if Stephanie or Brandy are returning for season six, the page revealed that the OGs are not considered veterans. Um, they said they aren't veterans. D and K are vets. The outlet then revealed um, that Brandy Redman was not returning to the series after five seasons. They said, Brandy is gone, y'all. I thought that was apparent months ago. She is not returning. However, on July 17th, or I'm sorry, not July 17th, uh, June 17th, Uh, The page shared a major casting update, um, and it appears that the series will be getting a casting shakeup for season six, saying, I've been told only three cast members from last season are returning, and three newbies will be added this season. So Bravo has yet to comment on any casting news for the upcoming new season, but that is what is going around. That is the word on the street. So you heard it here first. I will let you know when I have more info. So that's all I have for Dallas, but I also have some exciting news over with New Jersey um, casting updates. So it appears that the upcoming 12th season will include some new faces. Instagram page um, uh, R-H-O-N-J Obsessed has been spilling major tea about the upcoming new season. So according to this fan page, the cast will remain the same as last season, but a new friend will be added to the mix. They tweeted, So sadly, our dream of having seven full-time housewives is not coming true, but there will be a new friend of being thrown into the mix next season. If you guys don't know what a friend of is, it's basically like a Kathy Hilton where you film periodically, but you don't film individually. Um, The page later revealed the identity of the potential newbie to be Caroline Rousseau, Rousseau, I think, who is friends with Teresa, Jennifer, and Dolores. Caroline is a real estate agent from Rumson, New Jersey. She's been spotted filming with all three ladies recently, and she also attended Teresa's birthday celebration, which was recent. 
she seemingly confirmed she is joining New Jersey for season 12 after um, the um, R-H-O-N-J Obsessed shared via their Instagram story about her addition to the series. Um, while a friend of Teresa is rumored to join the series, it appears that a close friend of Melissa is also rumored to join the show. Her name is Tracy Lynn Johnson. Um, she's the wife of Giants legend Tiki Barber. Um, she's in, reportedly in talks to join New Jersey. Sources reveal that she is already filming with the cast. Um, a close source said Tiki Barber's wife, Tracy Lynn, filmed with the cast uh, Margaret's uh, Pride Party in Inglewood, New Jersey on Tuesday night. The party was shot for season 12. Tracy's being tested out to see how she fits in with the other women. She's been filming scenes. So that's all I have for New Jersey at the moment. I'm going to move over to Orange County. Um, brace yourselves. I have kind of a feud coming here. For those of you who don't know Shaws of Sunset, which also comes on Bravo, um, you can kind of skip over this part because you'll probably have no idea what I'm talking about. But um, so um, one of the cast members of Shaws of Sunset, her name is Golnessa or Gigi. Um, she slammed Kelly saying that she's so glad that she won't be returning to the Housewives of Orange County. Um, she said, out with the ass and in with the class. That's what she wrote on her Instagram. Um, I think she first commented on her Bravo's official Instagram post announcing Heather's return, saying, yes, love Heather, so glad K uh, KD is gone, sorry not sorry. So Kelly released a statement via page six about Gigi's diss, saying that she is unaware of who Gigi even is since she doesn't watch the show. Uh, she said, unfortunately, there are a lot of haters in the world. Fortunately, I get far more love than hate. I choose to focus on the thousands and thousands of well wishes and messages of support I've already see received today. Um, Kelly then took to Twitter to slam Gigi and shared a link from Page Six, who reported about the diss, uh, which she tweeted, Who is this chick? Following Kelly's shady statement, Gigi clapped back on Instagram and called out Kelly via Instagram, saying, so apparently Kelly Dodd wants to talk a little bit of shit and say she doesn't know my show. She doesn't know who I am. She's never seen it. Gigi began in a video posted on Instagram on Tuesday. She said, or I'm sorry, Thursday, no problem. That's okay. It's probably why you're not even on Bravo anymore, because if you don't know your own Bravo family, you don't belong in the Bravo family. I've been on Bravo a long time before you. And guess what? I'm going to be on Bravo a long time after you. I'm an OG of my show. I'm a starter of my show and I will be a closer of my show. That was me snapping. Put some respect. Um, aside from her video, Gigi also responded to Kelly's claims in her caption, writing, Since you said you've never heard of me, at Kelly Dodd, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Golnessa, but sometimes it's Lochnessa. She also added, The sometimes is up to you. Now come meet me at the Karma Cafe. Today's special is Humble Pie. Kelly's rep told us, <laughs> Yes, she knows Reza and hung out with him and likes him a lot. Of course she knows of the show, but she doesn't watch the show and doesn't know Golnessa. Also, she doesn't care what she has she doesn't care what she has to say. The rep also added that Kelly only came after Gigi because um, she came after Kelly first and talked shit about her when news broke. So for her to post a video accusing Kelly of talking shit about her is a joke. This was a calculated effort to draw attention to herself, and apparently it's working. Again, Kelly doesn't know her and doesn't care about her, and she's done talking about this non-event. However, their beef continued when Gigi called Kelly a racist for mispronouncing her name during one of their many squabbles on social media this week. She posted a long video and said, I don't know who this ghoul, or I'm sorry, this is Kelly. I don't know who this ghoul girl is, goulosh, or whatever her name is. I don't know her. 
So Gigi, who was born almost practically deaf and wears a hearing aid, reposted the video and asked Kelly, did you just disrespect my culture by purposely saying my name like that? I would have thought getting fired for being a racist would have been a big enough lesson, but I forgot we're talking about a privileged person that doesn't need to change their ways. I am so glad for your departure because when Bravo decided to create the first ever show about Middle Easterns on an American network called Shaws of Sunset and the many other shows about different cultures, they also said fuck you to racism and the people whose souls are tainted, so good riddance. And finally, why did you post and delete this video, Miss Dodd? Did you realize your racist side came out so naturally and that it needed to be deleted? In response to her latest race-driven controversy, Kelly told 2Fab, this narcissist started fighting started this fight by attacking me and I still don't know why I still don't know who she is. I'm mostly Mexican and nearly 30% Native American. I'm not a racist and the privileges I have are the ones I've earned. She Kelly shared that she took the video down from Instagram because she's sick of talking about this person and won't anymore before threatening come after me more some more and I'll sue you. Kelly continued to slam Gigi when she gave a statement to page six. Nice of her to confirm she's both deaf and dumb. Gigi then shared a screenshot of Kelly's statement and fired back, Wow, I am in awe. To ridicule, my cur- to ridicule my culture by assassinating my name is an example of racism, but to make fun of someone's physical disability is simply inhumane. On behalf of my- myself and all the millions of other people suffering from the inability to hear sounds, I apologize for showing this post, but enough is enough. Let the world see what the truth is about some people. Yeah, I'm nearly deaf. I read lips and... I read lips and wear hearing aids in both ears. And my name is Golnessa Garadija. Oh my god, I'm Persian. Why can't I say this? Garachidagi. There we go. Garachidagi. Um, Kelly responded to Gigi's racist claims by tweeting the following while sharing a photo of a t shirt explaining the meaning of racist. She tweeted, You need to wear this, Gigi. I'm Mexican. Who's the racist? You came after me first. Racist. Um. It's a long feud, I have to say, but to me, I think they're both kind of stupid. I don't even know why they started fighting. It's like, whatever, just leave it alone. I don't know. I just feel like everyone's being a little crazy right now. I don't think I don't think Kelly's racist, and I don't think Gigi's racist, so let's leave it at that. <laughs> Moving on from that, Kelly, speaking of Kelly, she did react to some news that Heather Dubrow is returning to Orange County um, while she was not asked to come back for the show's upcoming 16th season. She said that she wishes Dubrow success, despite there being friction between two of them from the past seasons. She said, good for her. I wish her and the show nothing but success. However, Kelly, who is no stranger to controversy, threw with some shade at Heather by labeling her as a snob. After the Instagram page Real Housewives franchise shared the news that Dubrow was returning to the series, along with returning cast members Shannon Bedore, Emily Simpson, and Gina Kirshenheider, um, Dodd, Kelly Dodd, slammed the, um, or slammed Heather in the comment section of the post, which was captured and shared by Reality Blurb, saying, um, I love everyone except the snob at Heather Dubrow. So, yep, gotta love Kelly, always creating controversy. <laughs> She also did reveal on one of the comment sections of that same post, um, someone had asked, why were you fired? Because of your bullying? And she responded by saying, no, because I'm conservative. That's why I got fired, pure and simple. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, she also commented to, She also commented to somebody's post. Um, she seemingly slammed Bravo in the comment section um, for supporting Bravo liberties who have had 
um, and allegedly committed crimes like Teresa, Luann, Erica, and Jen Shaw after a user said that Kelly was treated with an obvious bias by Andy Cohen. Um, she responded by saying, how about the felons? I guess you have to steal money from burn victims, hit cops, commit wire fraud, steal from old people, get DUIs, and you can keep your job with Bravo. I mean, I personally, I mean, there's been many housewives who are conservatives, but I think it's because Kelly is like so openly outwardly offensive on her social media. And plus just after a rough year of COVID, um, there's been a lot of things that have been said on social media and a lot of sensitive topics and opinions that have been, you know, there's a lot of friction there. So I think that was kind of partly the reason why Kelly was fired. And then also I think that they kind of had to decide who was more valuable in the for the show. Was it Heather returning or was it Kelly? Because I know for sure that Heather would not come back if if Kelly was still on the show. So think about that. Uh, former cast member Gretchen Rossi is sharing her thoughts to the news that Bronwyn, Elizabeth, and Kelly were axed from Orange County for the sixth, 16th season. She said, They have been talking about this big shakeup for a while now. It was interesting to say to see what they ultimately decided to do. I would say I was surprised, but not surprised. I'm still friendly with Heather, and I think she is something that the show really needed right now, and I think it's going to be a good season. I think it's going to be a fun change for people, but I think I'm still a little surprised on some of the decisions they made. I am still shocked over some of the decisions they made, too, but um, I'm definitely optimistic for this next season. Hopefully it's a little bit better than their COVID season. And I'm going to close off today with Salt Lake City. Um, I have just two, hopefully, quick updates on the Jen Shaw case. So Jen Shaw is accusing the detective who questioned her following her arrest of using deception to get her to spill and wants her statements thrown out as evidence. So according to more court documents obtained by Radar Online, uh, Jen Shaw's lawyers are moving to dismiss the wire fraud charge against her. The legal team also questions the tactics used by law enforcement following their client being taken into custody. Jen is asking for all statements she made to the police following her March 30th arrest to be suppressed. She claims the arresting officer made misrepresentations to her. Her lawyers say Jen waived her rights when being questioned by Detective Christopher Bastos, uh, but only did so because she was in a vulnerable state. Bastos works in the Criminal Enterprise Division with the New York Police Department. And he says, um, oh, I'm sorry, this is what Jen's lawyer had to say. At the time she waived her rights, Miss Shaw was in a very vulnerable emotional state due to the combination of strange phone calls she received the morning of her arrest and her history with a convicted felon who had victimized her in New York. He claims that caused her will caused her will to be overborne easily by Detective um, Bastos and several affirmative rep- misrepresentations he made in order to secure a waiver of rights. So on the day of her arrest, Jen was filming the second season of Salt Lake City. On her way to filming, she claims to have received a call from an unknown number who said that her husband had told this unknown person to call her. The unknown caller told Jen that she should return home. Jen tried to call her husband, but he did not pick up. She started to freak out before receiving a call from Detective Christopher Bastos of New York PD. He asked her to pull over and cops surrounded her car. Jen Shaw was, at this point, incredibly confused and emotionally off-balance from the strange series of events and believed she might have been the victim of a false identification. Jen also claimed she kept asking where she was going, but Bastos wouldn't provide details. Jen was taken into custody at ICE headquarters. 
Jen says Bastos read the Miranda warnings from a printed paper and handed her a copy as well. However, she says while she heard the words Bastos said she couldn't read the paper. Her lawyer says Miss Shaw's contact lenses, which were in her eyes, were dry and she did not have her reading glasses. So her vision was blurry and she was unable to read the paper in front of her. Even while being read her rights, Jen did not know what was going on and still thought it might be a potential misidentification. She claims to have signed the paper without seeing it. She accuses the detective used deception and trickery to get her to waive her rights. She wants a hearing on the matter to discuss the government's tactics. Jen said they failed to provide dates or the alleged crimes or anything substantial in regard to her role in the alleged scheme. Jen is asking the court to order the prosecutors to hand over details immediately. Otherwise, she claims her lawyers are unable to build a defense. According to more court documents obtained by Radar Online, Jen's lawyers also revealed federal agents executed two warrants for Shaw's cell phone and email. Um, They claim that Detective Christopher Bastos of New York Police Department made false statements in the application, which helped him him get a judge to sign off on it. She says all evidence they recovered from her cell phone and emails should be suppressed. So that's one of the updates. And the other update I wanted to share with you is that she's actually basically filing a motion to dismiss the whole telemarketing scheme case. Um... There's not a lot of details on that so far, but that was one of the articles that I had seen, and it kind of was summarizing what I had just talked about before, but basically now she is, um, and this is as of June 14th, she's asking that the court dismiss the whole indictment against her on the basis of legal and factual insufficiency and suppression of, of evidence. So I will let you guys know if I find out any more information on that, but that's the update on the Shaw case. <laughs> Well, my friends, we have reached the end of After Hour Tea. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Fairly short this week, not a whole lot to talk about, but just some few casting updates. Um, Here is your Flash Filming update. Atlanta, um, I believe, has not started filming yet. Um, Yeah, I don't think they have a concrete cast yet either, so I will let you guys know if I find out more information on that. Beverly Hills is still airing on Wednesdays. Dallas has begun filming for season six, and I talked about the casting updates already. Miami is still filming. New Jersey has begun filming. New York um, still is airing on Tuesdays, but they skipped last week, just if you were curious why they didn't air. Um, Orange County has not yet started filming, but we have some casting updates, and I've already told them to you guys, so um, keep up if you haven't. (laughs) Potomac has finished filming and airs July 11th, and Salt Lake City has finished filming, but does not have a premiere date yet, so I'll let you guys know when I get that. Um, But yes, thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you know when the new episodes arrive. If you have any news to share, feel free to message me so I can talk about all your favorite tea. Follow me on Instagram at AJ Jafari for updates on the podcast and the latest news regarding all things Housewives. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. AJ.